Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this time and this space of your grace. We thank you, Lord, for your word. It is the foundation of everything that we build our lives on. We ask now that our hearts be open, our ears be open, our minds be open to hear from you, receive from you, and be moved by you. Holy Spirit, have your way today. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, shake a hand of a man next to you. Say, good morning. You made it. (laughs) And you may be seated. Wow. Blood, sweat, and tears. Thanks, babe. Come on, say it with me. Blood, sweat, and tears. One more time. Blood, sweat, and tears. And what's the last one? Faith. (laughs) Oh, that was good. Coach Sill, Dr. Rex Crane, come on. (laughs) Wow. I hope you're ready to take notes. I set you up. Turn to someone and say, he set you up. There's going to be a QR, what do you call it? QR code is going to show up on the screen right about now. How about now? Okay. We can believe in faith. Um, Is it coming up? Don't have one. Okay. Well, I did set you up one way or another, but I guess you're going to have to take notes. Uh, Make sure you got your Bibles out with you today because the Lord's got something for you. My notes are available. If you go to version, I believe they'll probably be on version. If you search under events, it's going to show up. But as told, they are available for today. And um, eventually, there'll probably be a QR code behind me. I mentioned this before yesterday, but the, the world needs less boys and more men. Come on. Men that aren't afraid to sweat. Men that aren't afraid to cry for the right reasons. And men that aren't afraid to bleed. I sensed in my heart as I was studying and preparing for you guys is that we need to crush the spirit of offense, the spirit of fear, and the spirit of laziness. Anyone agree with me? Come on. It's time we stop acting like wimps because there's no wimps in this house. There's nothing but warriors. So I'm going to speak to the warrior inside of you today. It's time we stop fighting amongst ourselves and start fighting for a cause that is greater than just ourselves. A cause, gentlemen, is Christ. It's time we become kingdom minded. It's time we armor up. It's time we prepare for battle, for we are at war, men. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against the evil spirits in the heavenly places. It's in your Bibles. Ephesians 6, 12. And it's time we rise and rise and rise again until lambs become lions. We know that Jesus is both the Lamb of God and the Lion of Judah. Revelation 5, 5 tells us then, 
one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed, has triumphed. He's victorious. Arise and shine, mighty warriors. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, the darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over its people. But the Lord, someone say the Lord. The Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears on you, all over you. The first thing I want you to write down is this, man. Men don't fall asleep. Instead, they have a posture of prayer. A posture of prayer. Last night, uh, Rex reminded us that God won't bless what you won't do. Come on. God won't bless what you won't do. James 5.16 says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and it's effective. James 2.17 says faith without works is dead. God won't bless what you won't do. You've been waiting on him, but he's waiting on you. Come on. Let's go. I want to Turn to Luke 22. Find your Bibles, whether it's on your phone. If you got your Bibles, just hold them up. Show me you got them. They're glowing. That's cool. Put them, oh, come on, put them up. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up. It's pretty dark out there, but man, it shines bright when you do that. That's cool. Luke 22. This is Jesus with his peeps, with his disciples, with his men. His misfits, I love it. I love who Jesus picked. Isn't it, isn't it a great example of that God will use anyone? You know, cursing Peter, like Rex said. <laughs> you got doubting Thomas. What else do you got? You got, you got um, who's all about the numbers? Andrew, you know, it's always about the numbers, Jesus. What about the numbers? <laughs> but he, he, used, he used people that were rejected, that were overlooked, that were labeled, and he gave them a new label. How many of you know that labels can lie and limit you, but if you got the label of Christ on your life, you got liberation. That's what Jesus does for us. It's a great exchange, isn't it? I love his exchange policy on things. You know, he exchanges messes for messages, pain for purpose, and tests for testimony. Come on. That's a great exchange. <laughs> I was out shopping with Rex uh, uh, earlier on uh, yesterday. He did some gym clothes, and, and then... Uh, we went to Sport Shack, hey, not to do a plug for Sport Shack, but uh, he, he purchased a bunch of clothes, gets to the counter, and then we leave, and his hands are full of clothes and a receipt, and he says, is this normal? And I was thinking, what are you talking about? Where's my bag? <laughs> oh, yeah, welcome to Canada. We don't believe in bags anymore. <laughs> Figure it out for yourself. But, you know, something didn't fit, so he's, we still got to do an exchange, and we're believing for something better. Come on. How many of you have come into this place and space ready for an exchange? You want to lay some things down at the foot of the cross for something better that God has for you today? Come on. That's, that's his exchange rate. It's good. It's good interest on it. All right. So Luke 22, we're going to start in uh, verse uh, 39. Verse 39 of Luke 22. There we go. And Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. Who and what have you been following lately? Come on, man. Verse 40, on reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. Man up and pray to overcome temptation. Thank you. 
As men of victory, we make it a habit to gather. We make it a habit to pray, and not just pray any prayer. We make it a habit to pray the Lord's Prayer. The way that Jesus taught his own disciples when they came to him, hey, teacher, teach us how we should pray. And in Matthew 6, part of that prayer says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We lose our position when we fail to pray. I'll say that again. We lose our position when we fail to pray. There's a temptation to swerve instead of serve. And just before this, at the Passover, Jesus speaks to Simon. And in verse 31, he says this, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, someone say turn back, that you will strengthen your brothers. We need to know that Satan is trying the same thing to all of us. When we're being sifted, we, we, we tend to swerve and turn away from the direction that God is calling us towards him. We need to grab hold of that wheel. We need to realign where God has called us in the first place. To love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and all our strength, and to love our brother as ourself. In verse 41, it says that he withdrew about a stone's throw away, he knelt down, and he prayed. Some of you are just a stone's throw away from the cornerstone. Come on. You're just a stone's. You feel like he's so distant, but he's right there. You just need to realign and turn yourself in the right direction. Some of us have been seeking for assignment, but the Lord is saying, first comes alignment. Align yourself with me. Seek first my kingdom, and then all things will be added unto you. Stop trying to do it your way. It hasn't worked so well, has it? Verse 42, Jesus says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but your will be done. He was about to be crucified. He knew that his calling was the cross. This gentleman was the definition of passion. If you look up the Greek word for passion, it is passio, and the first time that it was ever used was to describe Christ's passion for us on the cross. When we think passion, we don't usually think pain, do we? We think passion, we get the wrong place or the wrong purpose in our life. If we don't know the meaning of it, we'll abuse it. Passion, that you're willing to suffer through and to what God has called you to. The next thing is we need to man up and submit to the will of God. <laughs> you can't change the future until you disrupt the present. That <laughs> was good, Rex. You can't change the future until you disrupt the present. Not my will be done. Come on, his will be done. Not my kingdom, but his kingdom come. What is stronger? Your wants or God's will? Come on. What's stronger, your wants or God's will? Your flesh or the faith? Come on. If we truly want to receive what the Lord has to give us, we need to be willing to submit all that we are according to his will. 
Like an all in, not half in, not lukewarm, not like, hey, one day, this day, when it's convenient. Calling is never convenient, is it, man? Well, I'm waiting on my time. My time. No, his time. Isaiah 55 says that his ways are not our ways, neither are his thoughts our thoughts. They're higher. Isn't that right, Lewis? They're higher. Praise God, they're higher. Praise God that I can trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding and always acknowledge him and his promise is to make my path straight. Praise God that for his plans are to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future. Isn't that right, Ben? <laughs> Verse 43, as Jesus was praying there, it says, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And in the Passion Translation, it says that he prayed even more passionately, like one being sacrificed, until he was in such intense agony of the Spirit that his sweat became like drops of blood dripping to the ground. We need to man up and pray with passion. Jesus' sacrifice was one of blood, sweat, and tears. You want to know the image of a real man. It's this. Are you willing to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God? If so, at the right time, he will lift you up. But are you going to go, are you going to get stuck in the middle of that word pride with I? Are you going to continue to tolerate anxiety in your life when at the root of it is pride? If anxiety is the fruit, pride is the root. Why do I say that? Because you say, well, I got this or I don't got this. No, you don't. God's got it. Cast your cares and your anxiety on him. Trust in him. He's got you. There's no greater love. No greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. John 15, 13. In verse 45, when he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples and he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? He asked them, get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Why are there still men sleeping? It's time to man up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up and pray so that we don't fall into temptation. Jesus said in Matthew 21, 13, it is written, my house will be called a house of prayer. You know what prayer does? It makes us powerful. Laziness makes us pitiful. You can't be both and expect to win the battle. So don't give in to the comforts of complacency. 
Sharpen your weapons by gathering and praying God's word. Here's the next point. Man, be disciplined to run in the right direction. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of running going on right now. There's even a lot of training going on right now in many men. And they lack passion. And passion without God's plan will only lead to a life without purpose. Life is full of struggles. Jesus himself said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. For he is able to do above and beyond all that we can hope, imagine, or dream of, but according to his power within us. There's going to be struggles, there's going to be pain, but you can pick your pain. You can choose your pain. Based on whether or not you're going to pick up your cross and follow Christ. Come on. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 25, if you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give your life for my sake, you will save it. Save it or lose it, it's up to you. Paul speaks to the church in 1 Corinthians 9 about the need for discipline. Just good? You guys still with me? Okay, right on. Praise God. Didn't think you were going to get a workout this early in the morning, did you? He says this, 1 Corinthians 9.24, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? <laughs> oh, thanks, Paul. That's, thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> but only one, get, only one runs to get the prize. Come on. You got a whole bunch of people running out there, but who's running for the prize? Who even knows what the prize is? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. See, real men, they're disciplined in their form. Godly men are disciplined in their form. It's not just what you do, it's how you do it. Come on. You ever been schooled at the gym? You've been going for years, and then all of a sudden Lee shows up, and he's like, you know, you're doing that wrong. For 10 years? No other brother came up to me while I was working out to tell me I wasn't supposed to do it this way? <laughs> I don't do it like that. I'm exaggerating. But you know what I'm saying. And sometimes it's just the slightest tweak. It's the slightest change that, that can affect not just your form, but your future. Your results. But sometimes we don't want to change it up because we don't like resistance. But you ain't going to get result without resistance. Isn't that true? Not all that enter the race will win. It's not how you start either. It's how you finish. Don't, I don't want to ever catch you saying something, well, I served my time, pastor. What do you mean you served your time? You know that the Bible says that like a thousand years on earth is a day in heaven. Some of you just got seconds in this lifetime. And you say, I served my time. What, you run for half a second? <laughs> That puts things into perspective, doesn't it? You're going to have eternity with Jesus. Eternity to serve him. You got, you got a blink of an eye here today, gone tomorrow. But today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. 
I'm going to start running with passion, running with form, running with faith. <laughs> by faith and not by sight. Some of you have been running blind to the things of this world because of the lack of belief in what the word says, what God says about you. You've been even run, you're not even running on the right path. You ever been there? Before you know yourself, you're, before you know it, you're like, where am I going? You ever, you ever done that when you get in your vehicle or on your Harley? Come on. And you know you're just, you're just lost in your thoughts. Hopefully they're all good. <laughs> they're not always good. And all of a sudden you're like, where am I going? You either end up on, at work on a day off. <laughs> your wife sent you to go get groceries and I'm, I'm pulling in the church parking lot. What am I doing here, Lord? <laughs> we got to get on the right path. He's just saying, well, if you would just listen to me, <laughs> be still and know that I am God. Come on. <laughs> how you start is how you finish. You know, there, there's, there's some of us that have, we've been sitting on the bench for a long time. We've had enough time stretching. I'm just going to say that. Some of us have had a lifetime of being stretched. <laughs> And we'll get in the game. You know, we're going to have Keon Raymond sharing later today. Two-time Grey Cup champion. If you think I'm challenging you, just wait till he takes the stage. And I guarantee you that part of his, his test was in his testimony, and part of the thing that he struggled with was pride. But it, it is humility that has brought him to the, the place and space of God's grace and in his life, and is taking him forward. When pride is taken and others backwards. It's humility that helps us really see our horizon. It's time to run. And it's time to run to win. Not just finish. And if we live our lives, man, just doing enough just enough to get by. That's actually the definition of laziness. Just doing enough to get by. I think it was Rex that once told me, you know, the worst response you can get from somebody is, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> What's fine? It's another four-letter F word. Isn't that right, Rex? Yeah. God didn't just create you to be fine. Drag your feet. You're in a race. You should be running. And you should be passionate in your form in the way you run. Because of the joy set before him, Christ could endure the cross. Let's go. It's time we wake up on purpose for a purpose. By design, not by default. God's got a purpose for you. God's got a plan. We weren't made just to manage. We were made to master. Genesis 1:28 God blessed them and said to them be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth subdue it rule over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky and over someone say every every living creature that moves on the ground Some of you have been limited because of a mentality that's not heavenly Romans 12, 1 to 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. You don't run like everybody else. Come on. Don't pick up pitiful patterns. <laughs> Come on. 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Guess what? Because then you'll be able to test and see what God's good and perfect and pleasing will is, Romans 12, 1 to 2. It's going to be a test. Don't you think, you, you think Coach Sill gets up here and you might see the champion in the ring, but you don't see the champion behind the scenes that's getting up early every morning that's doing a thousand crunches whose coach says, you miss one day, you're out. I need you to show up. I need you to show up on purpose for a purpose. I need you to be the kind of man I've called you to be. And not just by your strength, but by his spirit, says the Lord. I need you to know that in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. That at the end of you is just the beginning of him. Right, Jason? Come on. Paul says everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. A casual training, not convenient training. Not, well, I'm going to fit in. I just don't have the time, pastor. We all have the same time. It's a matter of priority. Are you going to go into strict training? They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it. Say, I do it. I do it to get a crown that will last forever. Forever is a long time. So the next thing I want to talk about is that Real men, godly men, are conditioned in covenant. Who I'm telling you, <laughs> the world and the word is challenging you what to say yes to and what to say no to. What will you commit to? I don't want to be known as someone that casually commits, conditionally commits, right? I like it, Rex. You might have a wishbone, but do you got a backbone? <laughs> what about a whole bunch of wishers out there? And they only end up being worriers, right? Wanderers. I got backbone because everything I built is on the word of God, on my relationship with him. I love how Rex gave that story about that young girl that was in the jungle who grew up in, in conditions that were perfect part of something that wasn't who she was. But when she saw her face in that mirror, she realized that she was set apart, that she was different. When you look into the word of God, you start to see who God has called you and made you to be. You start to act different, talk different, walk different, believe different. And everybody else starts to see the real you that God has called you to be. He didn't make you to be a monkey. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Take strict training. It's how we conduct and handle ourselves behind the scenes when nobody else is watching, but God is always watching. It's whether or not we stay committed to the course that we are running. You know, the race of life is paved with good intentions. So is the graveyard. But only those that stay committed to God's call will truly understand covenant and reap the reward. The road of covenant, I'm going to tell you, it is rocky. It is uphill. It is full of distractions. It is full of detours. And that is why a runner is conditioned 
to focus on the horizon when he runs. Connor, Psalm 121, verse 1 says, I look to the mountains. Where does my strength come from? You got to look past. Some even, how, have you ever tried running while looking at your feet the whole time? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Proverbs 29, 18, without vision I will perish. Sometimes we don't even know what path we're on or should be on because we're too busy lacking God vision. We're stuck in our own vision. Is this good, Gary? I know a guy, Gary, come on. <laughs> let go and let God. <laughs> Gary, yeah, somebody gave him that t-shirt. That was cute. <laughs> Sorry. But we run with purpose, men, <laughs> because of the promises that God has for us. God sets specific conditions. How many of you know there's always a process to his plan? And it usually means challenging my own, submitting my own, realizing I don't got it all together, but he does. I can't lean on my own understanding. I can't lean on my own strength. I can't lean on my own finances. I need to lean on my faith. He's got a plan for your path. Covenant comes with conditioning, and he promises to bless us as, he, as we run the way that he taught us. Not the way that we want to run or walk. Making keeping covenants requires us or, or, or qualifies us to receive the blessings that God has for us. And not just in this lifetime, but also in the next. Anyone who gives up house and home or brother or family or land for my sake will receive a hundredfold in this lifetime and in the next. For years that was taught to me as a sacrifice, but I now see it as an investment. That's a good investment with promises a good return. And when we choose men not to be conditioned in covenant, we cannot receive the reward that is down the road. Rex and I were with Pastor Charmaine. We were out. I won't get into the story, the, too much of the story, but we were eating at Earl's. And then... Uh, <laughs> How do I say this? We, we were talking about somebody, I guess about perspective, that made choices. Some people, you know, you can look at them, they didn't make good choices. and you, It's all about how you say it, right? Oh, that person made choices. Oh, you made some choices, girl. Come on. <laughs> or you can make some choices. The choice is yours. What you'll say yes to, what you'll say no to. Will you submit yourself to him? You stop just stretching when you get out in the game. You start running for a purpose, for a cause that is greater than just yourself. Man, your women are waiting on you. Your kids are waiting on you. More things are caught than taught, I'll tell you that. More things are caught than taught. Catch Christ. Catch that passion. Catch that motivation. Catch that discipline. Catch that endurance. When everybody else... Bails out before their breakthrough, you don't. You won't. 
because he won't. Paul says, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. (laughs) I do not fight like a boxer beaten the air. Feel like that sometimes, don't we? Real men run with godly objective. They know God's purpose. They know God's plan. And they've got a passion. But what are you aiming for? Imagine if we as men all ran in the same direction, with the right direction, with the right discipline. How far could we go to the ends of the earth? To the ends of the earth. It's a great commission. Takes all of us running. Jesus said in Matthew 28, therefore go into all the earth, making disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey my commands. And surely I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. Hey, if men can fly out all the way from Nova Scotia, from the East Coast to the West Coast, where's God going to take you this year? But guess what? You got to have a ticket if you hope to triumph. You got to have truth. You got to put your faith into action. You got to go through strict training and you got to be ready for when the opportunity comes. Because it's coming. Someone say, now is my time. Come on. And when we face resistance, imagine the distance that we could go with God. No amount of resistance can ever affect the range if you have the right aim. Paul says this finally in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. He says, no, I strike a blow to my body. Did you know that your body was not your own, that it was bought for a price? It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You were bought for a price. Someone say, I was bought for a price. You were worth it. Turn to someone and say, you were worth it. Now turn to them and say, I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) He says, I strike a, a blow to my body. I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. Would you stand with me, men? Stand with me. The takeaway that I have for us is this. Prayerfully set the pace and run the race. Prayerfully set the pace and run the race. The prayer of a righteous man will prosper. I know it's not by coincidence that you're here today. I know the road's been rocky. And I know the enemy has been trying for years to make you feel shame and condemnation. Shame is one of those things that the enemy will use to slow you down. But if we are faithful and just, 
to ask for forgiveness. He is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. You see, we in shame keeps things in the dark. But Jesus said, I am the light of the world and whoever has me will not walk in darkness. And I want to give you men an opportunity to nail shame to the cross today. I want, I want you to have an opportunity right here, right now in this moment to not live life pitiful, but live life powerful. I want you to have an opportunity to come to the foot of the cross and let Christ change your condition. I'm not talking about running a race of religion. That won't get you far. I'm talking about running the race of relationship. For love covers a multitude of sins. Maybe you just showed up for some great speakers, some motivation, and some encouragement this weekend. And I know you got that. But the Lord isn't happy to just keep you where you're at. And in this moment, he would love for his super to touch your natural. He would love for you in this moment to just let go and let God if you let him. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9 that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that you will be saved. The biggest thing I need saving from is myself. And I want to give you that opportunity. If you're here right now in this moment and you feel like you've been running aimlessly, you've lacked discipline, you've been struggling with thoughts that you know are not of Christ. And you're ready to say fear has no place in here. Let the love of Christ into your life. Just let him meet you right here, right now. Don't wait a moment longer to let him in. Give you that strength to run like you've never run before. I'm going to lead you through a prayer. We're going to do just that. I'm going to ask if you prayed this prayer that you would pray it again with me. With all the men in the house, this is the most powerful moment, powerful time right here, right now. And if you've never prayed this prayer, would you also pray so with your whole heart? It's between you and God. But I'm going to ask that you would just bow your head and respect the moment right now. Close your eyes. Stay in the moment. And just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to let go of everything that's been holding me back. Would you forgive me? Would you forgive me for where I've messed up? For where I've fallen short? For where I've sinned? I'm asking you to come into my life. To be Lord over my life. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose from the grave. And now, I'm choosing to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Just stay in the moment. I want to respect the moment. Eyes closed in the moment. There's two questions I'm going to ask you. The first question is this. If this message spoke to you in relevance to either what you've been through or going through or what you believe God is calling you to, would you just shoot your hand up right now in the air? Thank you. Thank you. Second is this. You can put your hands down. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, 
and you invited Jesus in your heart in this moment. I'm going to ask you to do the same thing on the count of three. Put your hand up. One, two, three. Let's go. Yes, come on. Let's go. Yes, come on. Let's go. Yes, come on, man. Put your hands together. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go, Jesus. You'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You'll never be the same. And I'm going to ask you this. If you prayed that prayer and this was your comeback moment, this weekend was your comeback moment, and you'd be honest with yourself and you would man up and say, I have not been putting God first. But today is a new day and I choose now to rededicate my life to him. Put your hand up. One, two, three, let's go. Come on, let's go, let's go. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. <laughs> Woo. You know, Rex told me last night, he says, we're just breaking the ice. <laughs> we're breaking the ice. And the Lord is, is breaking our hearts for his. He's preparing you. He's getting you ready for something, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> Where do we go from here? We're going to have a coffee break. <laughs> you deserve it. Um, yeah, we're going to take a moment. Uh, what are we taking, 10, 15? 15 minutes. Coffee bar is open. Coffee bar is open. Take 10 minutes to stretch, but don't get too comfortable. Because uh, when, you, when you get back... You're going to hear from four powerful men. You're going to knock it out of the park. And they're going to have a word for you that you didn't expect. Guaranteed, some of you have come and you're looking for confirmation. Like, I'm coming to this conference and I'm looking for confirmation. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. We're going to have a ring set up here on the stage when you come back. Four men are going to enter that ring, and they're going to give it. It's going to be powerful. It's going to come at you hard. So be ready to receive. Let's take a 10-minute break. Is that cool? Go get a coffee. Go get something to drink. Make a friend. Come back and get ready. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.